Hi! Welcome to Yell Your Fat, a lighthearted show devoted to lightening up, both figuratively and literally. My name is Wendy. This is episode 9 of 139. Thanks for tuning in. Rock and Roll Marathon! Oh, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to Yell Your Fat. And I'd like to say up front, first of all, that I'm in line to go to the bathrooms at a marathon. Like twice. <laughs> yes, yes, I've been in line twice. Secondly, and I hope I can make it to my corral on time. Secondly, I'd like to let you all know up front that I'm not a licensed dietitian or nutritionist or doctor. I'm just a girl that has lost 139 pounds by changing my brain and, <laughs> and utilizing diet and exercise tricks to their fullest potential. I've been through this and succeeded, and I just want to pass on the things I've learned to you. Fat shouldn't be something that makes you sad. It's something that should irritate you and motivate you to change. Yell at your fat. Would you ladies like to yell at your fat? Uh, woo! Go like fat! I hate you fat. We Go hate you fat. Thank you to Marty and the ladies in the porta potty line for helping me record that. <laughs> and as you can probably tell, this episode of Yell at Your Fat is a little bit different. And it's called Opening Yourself Up to Challenges. And what a better place to talk about challenges than at a marathon. And I just had the best time running this marathon. And I made it a point to take a photo with every character that I saw, you know, those, um, those people that are dressed up in like mascot type costumes. Well, they're kind of sporadically placed around the, um, the race all throughout the race. And so every time I would see one of those people, I would just stop and take my picture with them. And it would give me a few seconds to catch my breath and force me to smile <laughs> at least once every couple of miles I was forced to smile. <laughs> but, um, I've even got one with, um, big boy that Bob's big boy, <laughs> a guy with one of those masks on was really funny. So anyway, I had to put a couple of those uh, photos up on my website for you guys to see it, but it, it was just so much fun and truly a surreal experience. Uh, running a marathon is just surreal. And there are people literally everywhere. I mean, everywhere, thousands and thousands of people. And definitely <laughs> using the bathroom is definitely a big concern <laughs> when you're running a marathon. <laughs> uh, let's go back to the marathon for just a minute and listen to one of my many bathroom experiences. Okay, I'm in the porta potty <laughs> and I am pretty sure that there is nobody in the history of the world that has ever recorded a podcast while standing in a porta potty. <laughs> Um, I can hear the sounds out behind me and everybody, sounds of the race. <laughs> there are other sounds behind me, but I won't go into that. Um. <laughs> In my first marathon, I spent like, I think it was about 16 minutes I was timing it. I've spent 16 minutes waiting in lines at porta potties throughout the race. And I just got tired of that. So I made this promise that I wasn't going to let that happen again. I just wasn't going to do it. So <laughs> I spent a lot of time looking for, you know, appropriate secluded corners and <laughs> these nice fluffy shrubs, you know, to, to duck behind and go. <laughs> and you know what, this... This, I can't believe I'm telling you this, but because this may be a federal offense. And I'm, I apologize if there are any 
<laughs> federal employees of, of offices listening to this, but um, I'm not really sure, but it, it might be a federal offense, but I beat in the parking lot of the United States post office. It was a Sunday, so there was nobody there, okay? <laughs> but I just had to. I mean, and they had these beautiful, tall, bushy shrubs, you know, in the back corner, and I just went for it. I said, oh, aha, uh-huh, there I go. <laughs> you just, you know, when you got to go, you got to go. So, uh, but there are so many people that come out to not only run in the race, but to support the people who are running. And out of 26.2 miles that I ran, there were probably... I'd say cumulatively, there were about one eighth of a mile where there were no spectators at all. And that was just kind of like in a little neighborhood that we kind of jotted down. But other than that, there were people lined up the entire time. And I made it a point to high five every kid that I saw because they are so cute. And they just stand out there by the road and they stick their little hands out there and they just hope that a runner will come and give them a high five. They're just so adorable. And I just love those little kids <laughs> that are supporting us. And then I, I even high-fived a couple of UPS drivers. And, oh, uh, a standard poodle. This lady put one of her poodle's paws up, and I high-fived that poodle. <laughs> and a priest. There was a priest there high-fiving people. So it's just, you know, run the gamut of the of the people and animals that you can see when you're running in a marathon. But it was just so much fun. And it is so surreal because there is this constant support throughout the entire thing. And it's complete strangers, you know, yelling for you and supporting for you and supporting you and smiling and waving. And it's like you're in some sort of a beauty pageant or something. Like you just won something or something. It reminded me of being in a parade when I was in Girl Scouts and I was just standing on the float, you know, but it's, it's like you're in a beauty pageant, you know, and you, you're just kind of going, me? You mean me? I won? Oh my goodness! I'm the princess of the land? Oh my, this is so wonderful! Thank you, thank you, thank you! (laughs) So, regarding opening yourself up to challenges, if you're doing it right, this weight loss process is a very slow thing. And it's just a gradual process that is definitely going to span over a period of months and maybe even years before the maintenance part comes in. And throughout the entire process, it's really important for you to open yourself up to new healthy experiences and challenges that are aligned with your health goals. And for me, I just chose running marathons to be those challenges because let's face it, running for six or seven hours straight is very, very hard. (laughs) And, And striving for something and accomplishing something you know, that you have forever thought was intangible is so exhilarating. And it just gives you a sense of accomplishment that, you know, I just can't explain it. Honestly, I just can't even explain this sense of accomplishment that you get. But every time I cross the finish line of a marathon, I am just crying tears of joy. I just can't help it. I mean, the tears are just coming from this realization that I am literally at the finish line of something that I started so long ago. And it's just, it's a symbol for accomplishment. And really just plainly, it's a symbol of completion, you know, completing something, you know, and because when I am crossing that line and the crowd is just cheering and smiling for me and waving and 
it's just this overwhelming feeling of pride that bubbles to the surface. And it's, it's so hard to explain. It's like for once and for all, I'm finishing something, you know, I, I did it. I, I've, I've seen a challenge. I've trained for that challenge and I conquered it. And it's just an amazing feeling. And I just highly recommend it. And here is a little story for you. I remember the first time that I actually said out loud that I wanted to run a marathon. And after I had lost all of the weight, I had discovered this large fibroid that I didn't know was there. And for those of you that don't know, most women do, but they're, they're just usually non-cancerous. They're like 99.9% of the time, non-cancerous, um, fibrous growths that usually attach themselves to the uterine wall or something like that. And, um, so I found this large fibroid after I lost all this weight and I, I certainly never would have known I even had one, you know, unless I lost the weight. Cause I had absolutely no symptoms of having this thing there. But after all of, uh, or at least most of the fat was gone from my stomach, when I would lay on my stomach, it felt like I was laying on a ball. I mean, literally laying on a ball. And so anyway, of course, I of course needed to get this thing removed because for one thing, it was wigging me out, <laughs> you know, just laying there trying to lay on my stomach and there's this ball there and it's just like what is that (laughs) but um actually it was starting to make my stomach protrude out you know and i was like uh i am not digging this this is not going to happen go away (laughs) yell at your fibroid (laughs) but anyway i had it removed and it turns out hello the surgeon told me later that it was literally the size of a volleyball His exact words were, it was ginormous, Wendy. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, okay, you know you're overweight when you can hide a volleyball inside your stomach for years and never know it is there, okay? (laughs) That's how you know, if if you're wondering. (laughs) So anyway, I'm just, I'm probably realizing this is probably too much information for this part of the story that I want to tell. (laughs) But I had to give you the little setup there. Um, So here I am recuperating, you know, at home from this ordeal. And my sweet mother-in-law, who I often refer to lovingly because she's loving and wonderful, um, her name is Becky. And she came out to stay with us for a couple weeks and um, helped take care of me. And she was so sweet to do that. And (laughs) she's... She just made me laugh so much. She's so fun. And here's just another little side story within the side story. I don't even know (laughs) if I can find my way back to the original story, but I'm going to try. But this is so funny. I have to tell you this little side story about Becky. But she has a boofing problem. (laughs) You know, like a fluff problem. Like a, you know, a, a flatulence thing. She's got a flatulence thing going on. It is so funny. <laughs> because every time Marty and I are with her, and it's obvious, you know, it's obvious that someone has fluffed. And we always ask her if it's her. <laughs> and she always says, no, I fess up. It wasn't me. If it was me, I'd tell you. Like she's all proud of herself that she admits to farting if someone asks her. But anyway, so here I am in my in my bed recuperating, and she had brought in this comfy chair in the bedroom. <laughs> she's gonna kill me for telling the story. But she brought this comfy chair into the bedroom and was sitting next to me watching TV, you know, while I was recovering. And I don't know. <laughs> All of a sudden, it was like death just wafted up to my face. <laughs> like holy cow what is this horror (laughs) 
But I mean, I look at her and she's just sitting there watching Ellen, you know, on TV and she's not reacting to this, you know, this horror that's in the room. She's not even reacting at all. <laughs> that's how you know people. That's how you know if it's, if it's them. If they don't react at all, it's them. <laughs> so I just say, Vicky, did you fluff? And then she just pauses for the longest time as if she's actually thinking about it. You know, she's she's trying to decide if this cross between caca and vomit smell actually came from her. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then all of a sudden, you know, after she sits there for the longest time and just kind of sits and cocks her head to one side like she's thinking, she just goes, I did. I did. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it made me laugh so hard. My stitches were just aching and we just laughed and laughed and laughed about that. I mean, I just love that woman. <laughs> anyway, I have, there's absolutely no point to that story. If you're wondering, where is she going with this? I am not, I'm going nowhere. I just wanted to tell you that story. <laughs> my mother-in-law fluffs. <laughs> That's it. End of story period. Okay, we're done. But anyway, getting back to my original story. In the midst of watching TV and, you know, smelling the occasional nastiness, <laughs> while I was recovering, I spent a lot of time reading health-related magazines. That's when I really started getting into reading magazines. And in every issue, for some reason, it just seemed like there were all sorts of stories about somebody running in a marathon or an ad for an upcoming marathon or something. It was just like marathon, marathon, marathon. You know how sometimes like... You're watching TV and you see, out of the blue, you see like Dustin Hoffman on TV and you're like, huh, I haven't seen him since Tootsie. Huh, I wonder what he's doing. And then a couple hours later, you're, you're, you're talking to somebody and they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Dustin Hoffman and you're going, whoa, whoa. You know how that happens sometimes? <laughs> well, that was what was happening with this marathon thing. Um, I just kept seeing marathons and talking, you know, people were talking about marathons and everything on TV. And so it was just really spooky. And I remember that Becky was helping me get back into bed one day and I said to her, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run a marathon. And I remember this distinctly as if it just happened. She literally patted me on the head. You know, one of those kind of there, there, you know, there, there, honey, kind of pats, you know? <clears throat> and she just said, no, you're not, honey. <laughs> and I said, well, not today, but I'm going to run one, you know? And I don't know if she believed me then. And I don't know if, you know, her, the definitive no, you're not statement that she made to me was what egged me on to do it. But about six months later is when I ran my first marathon and she and Marty were both waiting at the finish line for me that time. So there you have it. <laughs> but making that choice right then when I was the weakest, you know, making the choice to do something completely out there, I mean, opening myself up to a challenge that was something totally outside of my comfort zone was so beneficial for me because after making that statement out loud, I just did not drop the goal. Everything I did after that was helping me in some way to prepare for the marathon. And Let's go back really quick to the marathon now and listen to what Marty said <laughs> when I asked him if he would be running in the marathon. Marty, I need, to, I need to ask you a question. Marty, are you going to be running in the race today? No, I am not running in the marathon. And could you please tell our listeners why that is? I am incapable of such a feat. <laughs> 
Have you ever thought about opening yourself up to challenges, Marty? Yes, challenges are good. <laughs> some things, I know my limitations, and I'm not at the level of some other wonderful people who are capable of amazing things. <laughs> oh, Marty, Marty, Marty. <laughs> He's always stepping up to the plate, you know, when it comes to challenges. But for some reason, he always just gives me this deadpan look whenever I ask him to run in a marathon with me or even hint that he's invited to run, to participate, you know. But he is a really great supporter. He he pumps me up before I start. He really does this thing where he like massages my shoulders like I'm a fighter. You know, he's like, I want you to get out there and I want you to, you know, kick some butt. I want you to take some names. You know, he just does this really encouraging thing. And he always meets me at various points throughout the race and he gives me massages on my legs and and just words of encouragement and a couple times he carries me on his back <laughs> as far as he can it's like i don't know 20 feet but you know it counts because it's really it's really helpful that 20 feet of of progression moving along <laughs> really is helpful so here here is a little bit of the speech that marty gave to me just as the marathon was about to start all right now wendy i want you to go out there i want you to kick some serious butt you're way more in shape than you've ever been. You don't have anything holding you back. You don't have any fat holding you back. You don't have any people holding you back. You just took off your ankle weight, so you're as light as a feather. You're just going to fly through that starting line. And I don't want anything slowing you down. I want you to let it loose. I want you to go as fast as you can. I want you to take frequent breaks. And I want you to beat your old time. You can do this. I know you can do this. I'm proud of you. And just after that, that was when the race started and I was, I was just on my way right then after that. So a lot of you have asked some questions about marathons and other challenges. So I think this is a good time for a little listener mail. I got listener mail. I got listener mail. Oh, there's mail out there and I got it. It's listener mail. Yeehaw! Okay. This first email is from the same girl that almost killed her children while trying to make one of my peanut butter soy smoothies. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I am happy to report that she is alive and well. <laughs> and so are her children. And here's a little bit of her email. I didn't include my story in my last email, so I thought I would share a little about myself. I am 34 years old and the mother of two young boys, ages six and almost three. I have always been chubby, but probably not considered overweight. I gained around 70 pounds with my first pregnancy and lost it all, and then some. I then gained 70 pounds with my second pregnancy, but have not lost it all. My weight loss journey started by thinking that I needed to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight, but my focus has shifted within the last few months. Now my focus is on having a healthy body. I was in the habit of drinking lots of soda because I thought I needed the caffeine to make it through the day. I also ate out almost every day for lunch, and then I would have a sugar-filled snack in the afternoon to make it through the day. I felt like crap all the time, and I had no energy. For the past two years, I have exercised regularly, so that was a good habit, but the nutrition part was bringing me down. I started working with a trainer who suggested that I keep a food log. 
Wow, was that an eye-opener. I was consuming well over 3,000 calories per day. The trainer about fell over when I showed her the logs. I decided I needed to change some habits. I ordered some meals from Nutrisystem and stocked my fridge with lots of fruits and vegetables. I quit drinking soda and replaced it with water and an occasional fuse, thanks to your suggestion. But I only eat out once a week and bring a Nutrisystem meal or lean cuisine meal for lunch. Snacks include fresh fruit, low-fat popcorn, or Fiber One bars. It is amazing how much better I feel. I still struggle every day with making the healthy choice. It is so nice to listen to your podcasts and get inspiration to keep going. Keep up the good work. By the way, I would like to know what you did to train for the marathons you ran. I have completed two 5K races and am thinking about a 10K or even a half marathon, but not sure if I have the time to commit to the training or have the mental willpower. Thanks again and keep the episodes coming. Chris from South Dakota. (laughs) First of all, Chris, thank you again so much for your story. It is so great that you are making these positive changes. I know, you know, it's hard and especially when you've got two kids, it's you're just making these positive changes in your life and you're just opening yourself up to new experiences and foods. And it's just, it's just fantastic. And regarding her question about training for marathons, for me, I take the training process very slowly. And first of all, there's really nothing you can do about this fact. I mean, no matter what your physical challenge is, be it a marathon or a half marathon or a 10 K or a 5 K even like hiking a mountain or riding your bike 20 miles in one day, whatever you decide to do as your challenge, your muscles are going to be sore. I mean, chances are they're going to be very sore after you finish and they're going to continue to be sore for maybe even up to a week. And like right now, I, when I, (laughs) when I finish a marathon, I am unable to get up without help. (laughs) I seriously, and you know, to be honest, I have been placed in front of this microphone and Marty is not going to come get me until I'm done recording. (laughs) You sit there, young lady, and you talk until you're done talking and only then will I come and get you. (laughs) So he like put me here in this chair, but it's getting better now though. But also if you choose to run a marathon, just a little tidbit of info. This is something that is not in the brochure. (laughs) People, you will not see this or hear about this in the brochure, but your toes may turn black and fall off. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm I'm just kidding about the falling off part, but one of the things that I did this weekend before the marathon was say goodbye to my toes. <laughs> goodbye, pretty toes. Thank you for being mine. I'll see you again someday. seriously seriously I did I mean I had this little ceremony for my toes because my toenails you know at least the two biggest toes on both feet you know the the piggies that went to market and the ones that stayed home (laughs) those toes but those toes usually turn black or at least dark purple and it's kind of freaky and my sister ran my second marathon with me and her toes did the same thing so I know it's just not just me, you know, <laughs> but anyway, those things are probably going to happen anyway. So just be prepared for a little post marathon pain, you know, to go with your glee. <laughs> but during the marathon, I ran up to a guy and asked him about recovery. And here is a little bit of what he said. What happened to you? Oh, 
What happened to you? I got back up. I had to go to the bathroom. I like that thought. You're doing great. How long did it take you to lose the weight? Um, about a year and a half. All on your own? Or yeah, I did. I actually I did. I did. No, I did um, the Jenny Craig vegetarian plan. Okay. And then um, just finished it off with cutting out the rest of the animal products and just. Yeah, I, when you were young enough to get healthy again. That's you, right. I'm doing a podcast. How old are you? I'm 38. How about you? Oh, I'm 52. 52. I'm doing a podcast. It's a, a internet radio show. Yeah. It's called Yell at Your Fat. Okay. And that's what I do. That's what I'm doing. You want to, me to yell at your fat? You can yell at your fat. Go away, fat! <laughs> so this is your first marathon? Actually, it's my third. Okay, it's my 137th. 137th marathon. Like fatter each one. <laughs> now, what? why do you do them? Why do you run marathons? I travel. It's my hobby. You just like to run marathons? Yes. Well, no, I really am having a bad day. <laughs> I really like to go visit places. One of these days I'll understand that I can go visit places and not run 26 miles. Exactly. I'm now, a little stupid. Well, when you're done, do you get, are you real sore? Because I, I can't walk for like a week. I can't either. <laughs> my toes are black. Are your toes black? No, that hasn't happened. Oh, anymore. really? My toenails get black and I think that we're going to fall off. That used to happen. Well, good luck. All right, you too. Take care. Holy cow. 137 marathons, people. Oh. And to, you know, to give you a better idea about him, he was about six feet tall, and I would have guessed right around 300 pounds or so. And so he was a big guy, and he had run 137 marathons. So it is just, it was amazing. And it just goes to show you how much of your success is you know, falls in your determination, not necessarily your physical body or your physical fitness. So it's just something really to think about, you know, and definitely to illustrate that point, here is a woman named Mary that I met while I was running. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? 72. 72. Well, I thought I heard you mention that when we were walking to the start. Oh, okay. I'm doing a podcast. Oh, really? called Yell at Your Fat, and I'm doing an episode about marathons, and I just thought I'd ask you a couple questions about why, why you, how long have you trained to do this? Well, I did two halves, one in uh, April of 08 and one in April of 07, and then my daughter and son-in-law wanted me to uh, try for a hole, so they're here too. Oh my gosh! So That's great! Have you been training for a long time to, to do it? Well, I go to the, you know, I, I've been a wellness center, uh, person for a long time and then I started walking in my community okay. probably seriously in October. Oh great! So. That's awesome. Well uh, what kind of words of advice would you have for somebody that, that doesn't think they can do a marathon? Uh, it, it's, I just think you can do it if you're healthy. I'm healthy so I, you know I wouldn't advise it if you've got knee problems or right. something but all right. It's a good way to stay healthy yes. for a long time. Stay young. <laughs> what was your name? Mary. 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 Thank you so much, Mary. That was just so amazing. And you could tell, like, I'm more out of breath than she is when we were talking. But she's 72 years old, and she is still challenging herself. And she started with half marathons, and then she just went for the big one. And the training regimen that I do pretty much follows most of the marathon training guidelines that are out there. And basically, um, you just train consistently and you build up to longer runs and don't overdo it. And what I chose to do is train mostly by hiking up mountains and trail running with leg weights on. 
And because this is because if you do that enough, like run hills or sprint mountains or run on uneven terrain, your body becomes accustomed to that level of exertion. And then when you take the weights off and run on flat ground, it's like you're a gazelle that is leaping over the hills and valleys of the meadow. <laughs> you know? It's it's just amazing. And I usually wear the weights pretty much nonstop for about a week before the race. And I actually wore the weights while I, on race day, right up until we started. And then I took them off and then flew across the meadow like a gazelle in springtime. <laughs> but wearing the leg weights and incidentally they are available in my store at yellatyourfat.com if you want to pick some up but wearing those leg weights really helped me and also you're definitely going to want to start putting in some mileage a couple of months ahead of time because even if you plan to do a half marathon or walk a half marathon or walk a full marathon you're going to want to run or walk 18 miles at least one time about three to four weeks before the big day. And it's it's just a gradual process of starting with running or walking two miles each time and then three and then four and then gradually building up to about 18 or 19 miles at one time. And you can find out more information at a really neat website where they give you a lot of details about training for marathons. And ironically, the website is called marathontraining.com. <laughs> And I don't know how they came up with that handy dandy little URL, but they did. <laughs> Marathontraining.com. But basically to train for a marathon or a 5K or triathlon or mountain climb or whatever you, you want to do for your physical challenge or activity, um, just remember, just give yourself plenty of time to train and just go slowly and listen to your body both during the training and during the race because... Within the last month, during my trail running sessions, I have fallen on my face twice. <laughs> Seriously, on my face. Once I twisted my ankle and I looked like a complete idiot. <laughs> it just was horrible. And the second time, I skinned up the entire right side of my body. <laughs> and I broke my cell phone um, and the cell phone holder and I got smothered with tongue lick <laughs> from my dogs. <laughs> And oh, I don't think I mentioned this to you before, but we did get another dog. Her name is Licky. And she gets her name because she likes to lick. <laughs> but she's an Australian Shepherd and she and Pickles are just great friends. And they're the best hiking buddies ever. <laughs> but I tell you what, when I fell that second time, I think one of the dog's tongues actually touched my brain. <laughs> Literally, one of their tongues went up my nose so far. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was so, it was up in there. <laughs> I'm sure it just, I'm going to have some kind of an original thought one day because they woke up something in my brain that was lying dormant in there or something. <laughs> but, <clears throat> oh my gosh, I, I was running and they were about 20 feet ahead of me. And as soon as I hit the ground, it was like in slow motion. <laughs> oh no, no, here I go. <laughs> and they came running at me so fast and they licked every single inch of exposed skin that I had and they were just so concerned that something bad had happened and just rushed to my aid so it was so sweet and I had dusty paw prints everywhere and Pickles 
She even licked my hair, and I don't know how licking someone's ponytail will help, but by golly, <laughs> she wasn't going to leave that untouched. So <laughs> definitely take it easy when you're training and don't get careless with your body. Just pay attention to yourself. And if you're feeling sick or unsteady, just slow down or stop, you know. It, it, I remember at one point during the, this marathon here I just ran, I, I think it was about mile 21 or so, so I was pretty fatigued at that time, and I was just running along, and my lower jaw just started to feel like it was sliding to one side. It was just kind of like I felt like a puppet. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? You know? <laughs> just started sliding over, and I thought, oh, my gosh, what is going on? And my face started to feel a little numb, and I just did not feel good, so... I immediately started walking and um, then eventually just stopped and grabbed some Gatorade and then I instantly felt better. So I, you know, I was able to start running again. But just please, if you decide to do something like a running or bicycling or swimming race or event or something, just please go slowly and go at your own pace. And if at any time during your training or event, you know, you just feel like your face is going to fall off, <laughs> just stop. Okay. <laughs> You know what? This is starting to feel like my face is falling off. I remember I'm supposed to do something at this point. What, what did Wendy say about that? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've got a few more letters from some listeners that I'd like to read. And again, to keep things moving along, um, I've just been receiving so many wonderful emails. And if, I, I know that it would just take me hours and hours to read them all out in their entirety. So I'm just going to read a few excerpts of them. But I'm going to be putting the emails up on my website at yellatyourfat.com in their entirety. So you can just um, read them in their entirety there. But here are just a few emails that I received this week. And this email is from a listener named Arlie. And she writes, I just discovered your podcast a couple of days ago, and I've been listening to them compulsively. I have decided for the first time in my life to lose these extra pounds. I have ignored the problem for years, and probably stupidly to contradict my mother, who's been nagging at me for years about the issue. This time, I'm going to lose those pounds for myself, not because someone else asked me to. I have decided to stick to my goal. Your podcast is a great help because it is so positive. You are a great help. Somehow, hearing your advice every week also prevents me from giving up. It is easy to just fall back into a routine. Thank you so much for your positive attitude. That was so great. <clears throat> and here's another email from a sweet lady named Suzanne. And we ended up corresponding several, several times. And she's just super sweet and insightful. And here's an excerpt of one of her emails. Hi, Wendy. I just want to tell you that I'm listening to you from snowy Cape Cod, Massachusetts. My partner and I found your podcast on the iTunes store, and we absolutely love it. We're on podcast number five, and I can't begin to tell you how much we appreciate your advice, tips, and goofy stories. We listen to you while we're in the car and around the house, etc. We've struggled with weight issues for a long time, and now is the time to finally get serious, make a firm commitment, and follow through with a good food exercise plan. Your podcasts are wonderful. We plan to listen to all 139 while we are losing our fat and gaining our new lives. Thank you for all your efforts to help all of us. Suzanne from Cape Cod. And here's an email from a nice lady, a uh, really sweet lady named Erin. And she says, hi, Wendy, 
First off, let me say that I love, love, love your podcasts. You are funny and smart and genuine, and I find myself giggling through much of each episode. I also make up silly songs for just about everything and everyone, but mine are more in the style of Dr. Seuss. That is to say, they usually rhyme occasionally brilliantly, usually poorly. <laughs> An added bonus for me was when you mentioned that you were vegan. Yay for vegans, as I am also. Please keep the awesomely informative and entertaining podcasts coming. I really look forward to each new episode, and I make it a point to recommend your podcast to anyone I think might be interested. Sincerely, Aaron G. from Kent, Washington. So that and that was great. And Erin actually gave me a suggestion about something on in my store. She she let me know that um, a product in my store had some whey protein in it. So I instantly pulled that off. So thank you so much, Erin, for 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 keeping track of what's on that store because sometimes I miss things. Um, here's another email from a girl named Sarah. I love your show. During the first episode, however, I was sitting there thinking. This is great and all, but of course she's going to have your typical food-related advice that involves, quote, lean cuts of chicken and, quote, yogurt and all that crap, the usual. But then you said the V word, and I was like, score, another vegan. Anyways, your show is awesome in itself, but it just makes me happy to know there is a fellow vegan doing such a great show. I hope you influence lots of people who might not have considered it before. And I love knowing that there will be 139 episodes. So many times with podcasts, people just disappear off the face of the earth. And it's like, wait, why did you take away the podcast? So it's nice to have the security of knowing that yours will be with us for quite some time. And on a personal note, congratulations on everything you've done. And thanks again, Sarah. So um, that that was really, really sweet. And, and I... I do want to take a pause here and, and just say, yes, I am going to be here for 139 episodes. So you folks don't have to worry about me dropping off the planet. And even if it gets to the point where I really don't have anything else to say, <laughs> I'll just sing. <laughs> I'll just say, this is episode 121. <laughs> Tra la 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 la. <laughs> no, I'm not going to leave you guys. Um, and here's another letter from a listener with a little similar, that was actually a little bit similar to what Sarah had to say in her email. And this one comes from a guy named Sean. And this is what he had to say. Wendy, yes, it's true. I really do like the podcast. For one thing, it's comforting to realize that there are other people out there who almost can't make it through a sentence without laughing. <laughs> that killed me. I love that part. It's also nice to have a podcast that is informative and funny. Seems like sometimes it's either or, so it's refreshing to get both in one show. I too am a vegan. I think that my absolute favorite product, although it is kind of an acquired taste, is Nutiva's Hemp Protein and Fiber, spelled N-U-T-I-V-A. Uh, I hated it at first. I've gotten to really like it, and the stuff is packed with protein and fiber. I think in one serving, it's like 11 grams of protein, and I think 14 grams of fiber. Well, once again, thanks for your podcast. I'm always looking forward to new episodes. Sean in Death Valley, California. So, oh my, you guys, thank you so much, all of you, for sending those thoughtful and insightful emails. It is so great. I can't even tell you how great it is. It's just remarkable to me that I can keep getting this ping of euphoria and joy. Just 
utter joy. Every single time I read an email or a comment from you listeners out there, it's just, it really is touching. And you're just a mass of amazing people. <laughs> That's just basically it. And I just really appreciate your support so much of the show. And also the fact that you guys are changing your lives for the better. It's just so wonderful to know that the world is is changing right with us. It's changing with, with the words I'm saying and you people are receiving it and changing your lives for the better and getting healthy. So it's just really an honor to be able to do this show and to hear from such inspirational people on a daily basis. It just blows my mind. So thank you. And my cry heard around the world was answered this week. <laughs> So I don't have to sing you the pitiful version of this song today because I've got listener voicemail. I have 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 voicemail. It's from Jason. He's from NCN Blog. His name is Jason. I think he's from Georgia. I really don't know. He has several websites where he likes to help people. He helps them. He helps people for financial reasons and also weight loss. There's also another lady who left me a voicemail. She's a nice lady. I think she's from Canada. I can't quite tell. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So this first one is from our friend from ncnblog.com named Jason. And he's the guy, remember remember him? He was the first guy to write to me about the show. And that was so cool. I was like, oh my gosh, the first dude. But he left me this really nice voicemail and talked about how several of his listeners have emailed him and told him that they are listening to Yell at Your Fat, which is just so fantastic. And he's started a weight loss website at nocaloriesneeded.com and he talks about the things he's eating and doing to lose weight and he's doing really really good i think when we first heard from him i i didn't look this up again i'm just going from memory but i think he said he had lost something like 14 pounds the first time i heard from him and now he's down 27 pounds so he's just like kicking butt and it's only been 100 days so he even said he had a a 5k scheduled so that's a great example of opening yourself up to challenges and it's just so fantastic so here's a little bit of his voicemail as someone who writes a lot about personal finance and weight loss it's amazing how those two things um, really have a lot in common and I'm learning that more and more they're both about determination and setting goals and really having a long-term instead of a short-term view and the cool thing about your podcast is that you're open and you're honest and you're real and uh, there's so much uh, yammering about weight loss it's cool to hear folks who are open and real and we'll tell you when they mess up and we'll celebrate when they do well hope you have a blessed day and I can't wait for the next episode of yell at your fat and I'm gonna leave by whispering at mine goodbye fat no longer needed. I don't need you anymore. So goodbye. Please hang up and try again. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so insanely awesome. <laughs> I loved, I loved that. Except, you know what? 
<laughs> his whispering at the end kind of spooked me out. <laughs> Just a little bit. It spooked me out. It kind of reminded me of a scary movie or something, you know? Get out of here. Get out of this house if you know what's good for you. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving. Thank you for the warning, scary voice. Goodbye. <laughs> But seriously, thank you, Jason, for leaving that nice voicemail and for listening to the show. It's so great, and I appreciate your support. Thank you so much. And that just leaves the voicemail from the lady who didn't leave her name. And I'm just guessing she's from Canada. I have, honestly, I don't have any idea. Just like I'm guessing Jason is from Georgia. And I honestly don't know if I'm right about either of them. <laughs> I'm just fascinated by accents. And I remember this one time. Here's another little side story for you, <laughs> taking another pause. But I remember when I was in high school, I ended up at this leadership conference in Washington, D.C., and I met up with a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of kids from all across the country were there. And I was born and raised on the Oregon coast, and I always thought that I didn't have an accent, and everybody else did. So I was talking to, I remember one day, I was talking to this group of students, and I remember there was a guy there from New York, um, one girl from Georgia, and then there were a few other girls from Texas that were standing there. And we were all just chatting away, la, 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 you know, and having a great time. And I remember saying, wow, it's so cool to hear all of your accents. I don't get to hear anybody with an accent in Oregon, is basically what I said. And I remember this girl from Texas said, well, you have an accent. And I was like, I do not. And she says, Yes, y'all on the West have accents, you know? <laughs> and I said, well, like how? And she goes, well, like how? <laughs> that was pretty brilliant. She was really smart. I mean, seriously, you don't really realize when you grow up on the West Coast that there's this, I don't know, valley girl surfer thing going on with a little twang in my voice, but it was really, really funny. But anyway, it's just a hobby of mine to predict where people are from by listening to their voice. So I apologize, kind lady, if you are not from Canada. But here is her voicemail. Hi there, Wendy. I just wanted to say thank you for everything that you do. And I wanted to yell at my fat. So here goes. Hi there, fat. Well, I've got something to tell, say to you. Goodbye, forever. Try as you might, you can't blame yourself on my husband because you're still here and no matter what I do, you hadn't gone away until now. But this is it. This is the end. Goodbye, fat. I won't miss you. Farewell. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Please hang up and try again. I just loved that. Thank you so much for leaving that voicemail for me. You are so sweet to do that. I appreciate it so much and good job. <laughs> Thank you. So I've given you some tips on how to physically train for a physical challenge, but I want to make sure that I talk a little bit about how to mentally prepare for a physical challenge like a marathon. And the mental part of challenges, for me at least, is definitely the hardest part. And when I'm hiking, up my mountain each day, I inevitably pass strangers that are headed to the top that are just stopping at this big rock for a rest. And I call the rock 
magnet rock. <laughs> it's not literally called that. I just call it the magnet and magnet rock because if you get anywhere near it, it's, it just sucks you in like a magnet. It's like, you know, come here, sit. And you just start doubting your ability to climb because you just, you sit there for a little too long and then you look up and you're like, holy cow, that is a long way up there. I shouldn't have sat down. And then, so I just, I inevitably see these people sitting there on this rock contemplating whether or not they're going to turn around and be, me being me, <laughs> I talk. So I always, you know, go up to him and smile and I'm, and I'm chatting with him and I say, you know, the biggest mountain that you're going to climb is in your head. And it's just so true because talking yourself out of something is so much easier than talking yourself into it. And if you think about the magnitude of what you're trying to do too much while you're still in that contemplating phase, you're more opt to bow out of the challenge. And one of the tricks that I use to help mentally prepare for this marathon or for any marathon is I sign up for and pay for the races far in advance. Um, I go online, I, I decide which race I'm going to run, I pay for it. Um, I make the hotel arrangements ahead of time, prepay for them. Everything I need to buy, socks, uh, special, you know, racing gels that you squirt, you know, your those gels you, you eat, the electrolyte gels. I buy everything that I need ahead of time. And at least then I'm financially obligated, you know, to do this thing. So that's part of it. Um, another thing that I do is I go online and I order, I always do this, I order a pre-race t-shirt. And they have t-shirts that say things like marathon runner in training or, you know, just the name of the race and the date that it's going to be. And I just start wearing those around town all the time. And people just start talking to me about it. And I say, yeah, I'm training for a marathon. I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> you know? And they're like, wow, that is so impressive. Oh my gosh, you'll have to come back by after the race and tell me how it went, you know? And I just, I get all happy with myself and I don't want to be a liar. I mean, right? <laughs> so I arrange my life mentally around this challenge and I start talking about it with everybody. And that way I'm committing myself to this challenge and everybody that I've come into contact with is my witness. So there's just no way that I'm going to back out. And if doing it for yourself isn't enough, you can always uh, do it or run, you know, run a marathon for a cause or for someone that is close to you. That's a really, it's a perfect homage to someone um, that you love and care for is to run a marathon for them. And I met up with these three ladies named Megan, Dawn, and Donna um, during the race. And um, they were, they were so peppy and happy and wonderful. And um, they irritated me so much <laughs> for being so happy. And this was like mile, I don't know, 17. But no, I pretty much kept my spirits up the whole time too. But anyway, here's, here's a little of what they said about why they were running. Okay, I'm here with, what's your name again? Megan. Megan and Dawn. Dawn. And Donna. And Donna. Donna, you must be from the East Coast. I'm from Michigan. Hey, well close. <laughs> What made you guys decide to run the marathon today? Um, I lost my sister to leukemia 21 years ago. Oh my goodness. And, and so you're she running. was a runner, and I've always wanted to do this in her honor. Oh, so. that's great. And and um, for folks out there, she's wearing a team and training jersey, which is a program that they use to help raise money for leukemia. And uh, so that's great. 
That's so good. And you guys are just supporting? Well, I am running for, um, we need to move to our ability. I have MS and oh. I go and talk to people and I see so many people that could be moving but they're afraid to because of fatigue and whatnot. And so I'm just really blessed. I'm going to show them that if you put your mind to it with God, you can do anything. You got it. That's yeah. great. Awesome. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. They were just, those ladies, they were just so inspirational. It was just amazing. And it can also be really helpful to gather support from everyone in your life. And I, I mentioned it a little bit before, but Marty, he does so many sweet things. He, he's a sweet guy, <laughs> but he does this really, really, really nice and sweet thing. And it always surprises me every single race, every single time. It's like, getting surprised on your birthday every single time in the exact same way. And you're like duped again. You know, it's like, how can you not know that this is going to happen? But seriously, I completely forget about it and I have no idea he's going to do this. But the first thing he does that I know about um, that he always does is he drives to as many checkpoints as he can throughout the day. And he gives me hugs and massages and, you know, just keeps me going and, and, and just is really supportive that, that way. But the thing that he does that really surprises me um, is that he calls all of my family members and my friends, I mean, all of them that, that he can think of, and he gets them to call and leave me voicemails of encouragement. And then he, and I guess he must do this in the middle of the night, you know, kind of like Santa Claus or something. <laughs> but he sprinkles those voicemails throughout my playlist on my iPod. And then when I'm running the race, all of a sudden, I hear my poop talking to me. <laughs> Weedle-dee-dee, weedle-dee-dum. You got a little pain in your tummy-tum-tum because you're running, running, running. And, um, but boy, you can see the end. Ah, it's poop. How you doing, sweetie? Keep it going. I, I got an idea. When you get somebody that's giving you a bad time, you just run right over in front of him and let a big old toot. <laughs> we're rooting for you honey keep going love you i'll be back i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna tell you to do more stuff okay that was so funny and this one from my sister um it actually made me start to cry it was so sweet this is from my sister who ran my second marathon with me my sister julie and um her grandsons were also at the end of this message but um it was so sweet it just made me cry Hi, my sweet, beautiful, awesome, wonderful sister. I am so very proud of you and all that you've accomplished. I wish I could be there with you today. I really enjoyed our marathon together. I know you can do it. You are an inspiration, and I love you so much. You go, girl. Okay. Hey, Wendy. Hey, Wendy. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Woo. <laughs> and here's one of my favorite voicemails that I got this year, and it's from my mother-in-law, Becky. <laughs> She's so funny. Just absolutely cracked me up. So here's this one. Oh, hi, Wendy. I am so out of breath. I cannot believe you talked me into running this marathon. Oh, my God. I've only gone three blocks, and I feel like I'm going to die. You passed me up a long time ago, and you're probably already at the finish line. I think I'm either going to have to 
take a cab to the finish line or I'm just going to have to just stop here at Starbucks and, and get some refreshment. But anyway, I know you're going to do this in record-breaking time, and I'm just so proud of you for having the gumption to train and get out there and do it. And even if you did pass me up, I hope you have a wonderful time. So I love you, honey, and I will see you at the end. Bye-bye. <laughs> those, those were just so sweet. So when you're getting ready to take on a challenge like this, it's just a really good idea to gather support from wherever and whoever you can get it from. And to me, it's just as important as the physical part of the training. So... Um, Right now, let's go back to the marathon for just a little play-by-play -play action of what what's going on. Okay, hello everybody. This is Wendy. I am here at mile four and a half. There's a medical station here. I'm just sitting down because I promised Marty that I would sit down for two minutes every four or five miles because apparently he's tired of helping me to the bathroom in the middle of the night and helping me walk for a week after marathons because my muscles usually get really really sore afterwards so we're trying this new technique and we'll see how it works and oh yeah I'm doing great thank you I'm just recording a podcast <laughs> hey no problem um so anyway um <laughs> see the nice medical staff here um anyhow um so I'm just here uh, massaging my legs and stretching for another 10 seconds and then I'm gonna be ready to go again oh my god okay I just came back around a corner to you know pee because sometimes you just don't have places to be and I went right by a uh, air conditioner and it just turned on while I was squatting so anyway that's my thrill for the hour okay I'm gonna try talking to you while I'm running here I'm approaching mile 13 and uh, there's a lot of fanfare coming up with lots of people and stuff and I have to be honest, I feel like I'm about ready to puke. <laughs> uh, um, there's a, a lot of stations along the way where um, they hand out water and uh, electrolyte enhanced drinks like Gatorade and such. And I always drink <laughs> my four or five glasses as I'm going through, which I probably shouldn't do. And then now my stomach feels like it's sloshing around a gallon of water. But, um, Anyway, um, at this point, it's like when you're, I just passed a girl who was crying off on the side of the road crying and, and, and it's, it's really telling what your mind and your body goes through when you do something like this because it's, it's, ins it's an insane, it's an insane, hey, thanks you guys, thank you so much, rock on, <laughs> um, it's a scene what your body and your mind goes through when you, um, when you put it to the limit. And I really feel like something like this, you never really know if you're gonna, you can do it until you try it. Thank you. Um, so I guess here in my melancholy moment, approaching mile 13, I'm, uh, I'm wishing to, to say to everybody, don't give up, don't give up. I can pull over here at mile 13, take the van and be done. But that's not what I signed up for. You didn't sign up for, for it either. You didn't sign up to, to go halfway and then quit. 
he didn't sign up to, to lose half the weight and then gain three times the weight back. He didn't sign up for that. Don't do it. Stick in there. Hang in there. Okay. Now melancholy Wendy's over. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> anyway, I'll check back in with you guys once I pass this this hurdle here in my mind. I'm gonna get through it. Okay, see you soon. Okay, I absolutely can't believe it, but I see 25 up ahead, and that means only 1.2 miles, more miles, 1.2 miles. Cheers. Thanks for sticking with me this whole time. 26.2 miles. Oh my god. Okay. Here we go. Home stretch. Here we go. again it's just it's really really amazing it the whole experience is just so up it's just uplifting it i hope you were able to get some sense of the atmosphere and the adrenaline rush that makes it so worth the effort and i just highly encourage you to find something either you know a marathon or whatever it is that you think is going to challenge you and just go for it you know and when you do others around you are just going to be inspired you know and here's something. This is really, really interesting. Um, do you remember at the beginning of this episode when I asked Marty why he wasn't running in the marathon? Um, well, he joined me during the race and he saw me at my worst. I was 
really having a bad time, like right around the time my, my jaw was <laughs> wigging out on me. <laughs> I was not doing well and I was so tired and I just kept running. Um, he called me a few minutes later after he saw me. Hello? Hi, Wendy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. You still kicking butt? I'm kicking butt. I'm listening to the last, to all of the things again. Oh, good. That'll inspire you. Yeah, I'm at that part. Hey, Wendy. Wait, yeah? I have something to tell you. What is it, honey? I, I think you've inspired me. Are you pregnant? <laughs> I'm not pregnant. Sorry. I think you've inspired me. I've inspired you? Yes. What do you mean? I think I'm going to start training for a marathon. Oh, my God, you are not. Now, listen to me, because... Are you serious? Yes, because I know how hard Wendy! it is. Listen to me. It's, I know how hard it is for you to keep going like that, to keep going nonstop for all these hours after hours and just keep on running and digging deep. And, um, you know, like I was telling you before, is I, I, I know my limitations, and that's what I've always said. I'm not going to do my... I'm not going to run a marathon because I know my limitations. But, you know, there's a difference between knowing your limitations and deciding to never change your limitations, never grow, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to grow. I'm going to I'm going to change it. You know, right now I really couldn't run a marathon. If I was right there with you, I'd be keeping my gut stuff. And I I wouldn't make it to the end, but I'm going to change that. I'm going to start when we get back, I'm going to start running with you sometimes and running on the treadmill and starting to get to the point where I can run more than a minute or two without stopping and I'm going to become a good runner and maybe we'll do a 5k race together or something and see how it goes and then I might be in the next marathon with you. Oh my god. You're not kidding me are you because that would be so no. long. No I'm not You're... kidding you. I'm, I'm going to do it. I love you. That's so cool. Oh, my God. I feel like you just told me we won the lottery. Oh, and by the way, we won the lottery, and I'm pregnant. <laughs> All my dreams are answered. You yeah. carry the baby. That's right. <laughs> I love you. I love you, baby. You can do this. I love you. Have yeah, faith I will. I'm doing you it. You can do this. I'm doing it, and I'm running the whole time for you. Thank you. Bye. Go, baby, go. Okay, bye, honey. Bye. <laughs> Can you believe that? Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm still amazed by that, that he, that he said that. I mean, he hates exercise, especially running. And you know what else? There's something that most people don't know. We have wa matching watches that are solar-powered watches, and... He spends so much time inside not exercising, not, you know, avoiding exercise that he has actually asked me to wear his watch outside to charge it up. <laughs> okay. The, the jig is up. The secret's out. <laughs> he's going to kill me for telling everybody that. But anyway, if, if seriously, he's going to train and run a marathon and if he can do it, and if I can do it, you can certainly do it. I know, I know you can do it. I mean, I, I had never run anything. I didn't run a 5K. 
I've never run a 5K. I've never run a 10K, never run a half marathon. I've just run, run three marathons. I just decided to start big. And, and it, it, you could do it. I'm serious. You'll shock yourself and it will be the biggest experience of your personal life. I mean, you know, obviously people have kids and they have wonderful events that happen, but of your, for yourself and your physical body, um, in your determination, it will be the biggest thing you've ever done. It's just insane. It's wonderful. I just, I just know, and all you have to do is just find something out there that inspires you to challenge yourself and just lock on to it. And before you know it, you're just going to be crossing that finish line and you're just going to be the person that you've always wanted to be. I just know it. And, um, I'm going to help you. I am. I'm helping you. I'm going to help you. This, this is going to work. I am, I'm doing it. I'm giving you every detail that I have, every tip, every suggestion, every idea. And I just hope that you start to look at things differently and just gather up the courage to open yourself up to a challenge. Just right now, just choose your physical goal and just make it a goal that you know you can't go out and do right now. Something that you need to plan for and prepare for and train for and look forward to to, you know, and make the decision for yourself because you deserve it. You're worth it. You know, it's so exciting and it's so important. Just open yourself up. Just let it happen. Let good things happen to you. You're worth it. Right now, everybody, you all have the ability to change your life and it's just so exciting. I just, I'm just so excited. (laughs) I'm seriously so excited. Um, if, if you'd like, I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, you can email me at wendy at yellyourfat.com. Let me know what you think about the show or share your story with us. Or you can give me a call at 866-738-0945 and extension 704 and leave a message. Or you can post a comment about the show in iTunes. And thank you again to all of you who have been faithfully supporting the show by spreading the word. It's it, it just means so much to me. And um, also thanks to all of you who have been shopping on my online store at yellatyourfat.com. And listen to this, everybody. Listen here. I discovered something very interesting about the affiliate program that I use with amazon.com because my store is linked into Amazon. So basically when you want to purchase something in my store, it takes you to amazon.com where you purchase it there and then they handle everything so apparently now this is just something that i found out but apparently you don't even have to actually purchase the items that i am actually selling in my store so long as you get to the amazon.com store through my store so here's the deal if you guys really want to do a kind deed for this little arizona girl (laughs) who's trying to pay her yell at your fat hosting bill. <laughs> um, you know, and you're, you may not be interested in the products that I'm selling in my store. Um, just go to my store at yellatyourfat.com and click on any of the products in there. It doesn't matter what it is. Just click on any of the products and then you're going to get redirected to amazon.com and then just start shopping for whatever you want. And Amazon thinks you bought it in my store and they give me a small commission. Shh. <laughs> tell your friends, but don't tell Amazon. Don't tell Amazon we know this because it might be a strange loophole. I'm not sure. I don't want them to take it away. <laughs> so, seriously. But 
you know, if you're going to be buying things from amazon.com anyway, and I certainly buy things from amazon.com all the time, but if, if you're going to be buying things anyway, just please consider just going to their website via my store and just go to yellatyourfat.com, click on any item and then just start shopping. So it would just mean so much. Thank you so much for helping me out with that. Um, so until next time, focus on opening yourself up to what you believe to be an impossible challenge and be proud that you're making this decision to help yourself. And here I go. I'm going to say it again. You're amazing. You are amazing. You're amazing. Listen, turn it up. You're amazing. (laughs) I'm serious. Gosh. You guys, you're doing something. You're not just sitting there and letting life pass you by. Listening to this podcast is enough to start. It's a start and you're doing it and you're making the active decision to keep listening and keep learning and keep thinking. It's amazing. You're amazing. Congratulations on your choice to take your own life into your own hands. You can do this. Have faith in yourself and you will do this. This is Wendy for Yell at Your Fat. Thanks so much for listening.